Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of That's Crazy. How you doing, Stell? Ah,、uh, I'm good. <laughs> you I'm were、okay. you were you were struggling a little bit last week, weren't ya? <laughs> I was really struggling. It feels so like nice to kind of be coming back to normal life because I、yeah. really did think I was like. At the at my end there, I was like, "Am I ever gonna get better?" You know when you get sick and you're like, "Oh my god, I took for granted all the times that I was healthy." All the time, I'm、it's、like、so、this.、Mean. It's like the, my you want you feel like your world is ending. Like、yes. There's nothing that you're like. I cannot believe I'm in this, but I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and hopefully feel better. <laughs> but clearly, that wasn't the opportunity you had. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. So、I、how are you feeling now? I'm feeling good now. I feel like I think I feel like 95 percent better, which is、okay. great. We almost have her. I was feeling like like a two percent for a minute there. I was out for a minute, so yeah, it was stressful being sick and like so much happening、um, yep. in my life that like everything just got put on hold.、Um, but I feel good now. You know, it is sometimes nice when you get sick because it forces you to like. Turn inward and、yeah. think about like all the things that you want to do and like get back on track when you're healthy. And so I had you know like like a week or maybe more like just sitting down like kind of figuring out what I want to do when I get like better. And so now that I'm here, it feels good to finally be here making the podcast again with you. It was sad that we、Let's、missed last、go. week. I was really sad. It's okay. It's okay. We just need a. We want you to be at your, your full best capacity. Yes. So we can chit chat and get this going. Yo, you look like you were reading a lot of books, though. I'm、oh、like, you got me. You got me like thinking I should be reading all the types of books during. Yes. Oh my God, Omid, you have to read these books. Okay, so. Like my girlfriends had been telling me to read this one like book series called The Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. I think her last name is pronounced like Moss or Mass. I don't know, but it's so good. It's fantasy, which is like my favorite genre of everything: books, TV, movies, everything. And it's like romantic, but like. These books are so fucking good, Omid. Oh my god, there are five of them, and I read all five in like three days. What? When I you're like, but you're a book girl. Like you used to. I feel like growing up, you were really into books. See, I always have been like kind of into books, but like I don't know. I go in like these weird waves where I'll be like really immersed in reading because I like the way that it makes me feel. I feel like I'm doing something that's kind of productive, but also something that's like for myself. Yeah, and then. I also have these times where I'll like pick up a book, and I'll be like, "This is awesome! This is great!" And then like I put it down, and I don't read it ever again. You know,、yeah, it's the like last, gone in the it's abyss. It's gone. The last time I tried to read a book, it was it was like Midnight Sun, which was like the Edward、oh. Cullen POV. <laughs>、like、the, oh my! Like the Twilight Edward Cullen POV, and I was like reading it, and I was like, "Oh, this is sexy! This is great!" And then I think I got like twenty chapters into it. I fucking set that shit down, and it's like been collecting dust ever since. So being in this like new world of like loving books has been so nice. And so I finished that series. It's not like fully done. There's only five books out, and then I started. A different series by the same author called *A Court of*. 
wait, no, a, th- a th- Throne of Glass. That's the series. And I'm about to finish that book. I'm probably going to finish it tonight. And I'm really sad on me. I'm so, so you're just in this world. I love it. It's the only thing that kept me sane when I was sick because I couldn't do anything else. There were days where I my headache was like way too fucking bad that I, and my fever was way too bad that I couldn't read. But yeah, when I was sick and even like a few days before, anytime I had any time, I was literally just reading. And then I had this fucking experience. Oh my God, it was insane. It was right before I found out that I was like actually getting sick. I thought that <laughs> I had finished the uh, the series um, of the Court of Thorns and Roses series and I started feeling really fucking sad. And I was like, oh my God, is this normal? I felt like I was going through a breakup because I was missing these characters so much. And I found out that there's like this term called a book hangover. What? Have you ever heard this? No. So basically it's like, when you think about it, if you're reading a book, you're so immersed in like Your whole body's in the characters. And it's all in your mind. Like granted, the author paints you a picture, but like you're the one that's like kind of coming up with what it looks like. And so you become so attached and you fall in love with these characters. And like in that series, Oh my God, there is this one character in there, Omid. You would die over him. He is like. Is he hot? He's so hot. So hot. Get me reading. Yeah, you got to read it because it's so good. I have the books if you want it. Oh, please, yeah. I, I finished it. And I was so sad and I was like looking it up and like, it's like a thing. You literally start like fucking going through withdrawals and you feel like you're going through like a hangover after or like a breakup after finishing these books. Like I was crying for like three days straight. It was bad. It was a a horrible experience. (laughs) So it was like making your sickness worse. You're like this. I'm like, did I get myself sick? I mean, literally the last book that I read was probably 50 shades of gray and Mm, that made me feel all types of ways after so i get it i feel it i feel like i can only imagine if you're like going through it with the characters you're going through it too oh my god i was dying i was fucking dying the thing that hurt me the most was that like fantasy and magic isn't real and that these people aren't real and i do love like a little bit of like some sexy erotica in my books i loved the 50 shades of gray books because they had like all those amazing it was just so vivid it was yeah, vivid. so vivid. I was like, I love all this smutty fucking language in this shit. <laughs> and these books, like, they were so good. I really want you to read it. Well, I've just been, you're almost out of the wood. I've been on a bender again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love my bender weekends. I We got stranded on a boat in San Diego literally oh last God. week. And yeah, was, we never told that story, did we? When I tell you, we took a pontoon boat. Like one of those pontoon boats that like should just be in the lagoon for like five <laughs> minutes. Like that pontoon boat was, we're like, you know, why don't we just take this pontoon boat for like a little joy ride? We literally drop one of our friends off because we knew if we went any further, you know, we had no plans of going into the water at all that day. But we were like, we were eating brunch and we were like, oh, cool. There's a pontoon right next to us. Let's just do it. Let's go. You know, my friend Joey likes to like push the boundaries a little bit. Yes. We literally <laughs> end up in the fucking middle of the ocean and we run out of gas. I cannot believe that happened to you. <laughs> so it was really bad. It was like really bad. But like when I get in crazy situations like that, I just laugh. I'm just like, what is even happening? Yeah, it just becomes funny. 
Omid has a vlog of this on his YouTube channel. Yes. If you guys want to watch look it, it. it I, was, I was dying when I watched that vlog. It's so fucking funny. Like, yeah, it's true. I feel like whenever we're with like our friend group, yep. we always yep. take things just like a little too far because mm-hmm. we don't know how to just be like normal, civilized no, human beings. No, no. Like I will go like I will sacrifice like <laughs> to make it more compl- complicated for me to like get to where I need to be. You know, I was looking through some of the comments and like DMs um, uh. from our episodes. <laughs> And someone Uh-oh. was like, take a shot whenever Stella says like and whenever Omid says, what was yeah, your thing? Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Or something Wait, like that. I, you know, so, let's actually talk about this real quick. Because yeah. in life, it's really, and I've, I'm actually trying to get better at this because mm-hmm. of the comments. Yeah. It, no, <laughs> they call I, us out. They call us out. And please, like, call us out. We want to be involved in, 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 in our conversations. It is hard in just general life not to use filler words. I mm-hmm. remember you went to a seminar. I remember, no, you did an acting class. Yes, yes. You, and and you, you're like you. They said you can't use the word like, and like yes. they would like punish you for something, <laughs> right? Like you, you use. I think I need to get on that because it's so easy to use filler words. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I did go to this acting class. This was years ago, and it stuck with me. Um, well, clearly not enough because I still no. say it. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, like if oh fuck, there it is. So. You know, when you start thinking about it, too, you start saying yes. it even more. Um, yeah. He would the the coach, his name is Howard Fine. He's amazing. And I love him. Um, but he really hated the word like because he just thought that it made you sound kind of like not as intelligent yeah. and, you know, like decisive about what you're trying to say. So he would always say, you know, if you're looking for a filler word, you can say it's akin to or it's similar to. Mm. And it's funny to me because. There was like a moment in time where I was using those words instead of the word like, but it's hard because the stereotype of a valley girl is to say the word like and to like have the inflection of going up. And that's exactly how I talk, you know. And so it is funny because I see those messages and I think to myself, fuck, that's probably so annoying. And then and then I listen back to the podcast and I think, oh, shit. Yeah, I say that shit a lot. It it just keeps going for the both of us. It just will not stop. Honestly, if you try to drink every time I say the word like in all of our other other podcast episodes, you would be hospitalized. You'd be blocked out 12 times. Like, (laughs) Like, you know, one of the things like that I loved in the self-help book that I read, which was called um, The Four Agreements, was one of the agreements was to be impeccable with your word. And so that's, you know, breaching the conversation of, you know, being um, as true to your word as possible, like being very open and honest about what you want, very decisive. But also, I think the aspect of saying exactly what you mean um, kind of falls into that category. And sometimes, you know, when you are explaining something, it is easy to use the like filler words like like like. <laughs> um, but it does. I, I don't like sounding unintelligent and I don't want to just be annoying to listen to, you know, so I am going to try to try to work on it. Something that, you know, I thought we would talk about something that's been kind of in my head. People are yeah. starting to get out more these days. Things are lessening, mask mandates. People are going out and mm-hmm. friends are hanging out. Events are happening. You might not get invited to some. Your friends not, might mm-hmm. not tell you about some. And the kind of social aspect that we used to have yeah. is coming back. And a part of that is mm-hmm. FOMO, which is something that I 
am like the king of feeling FOMO. King of it, king of FOMO. And it's <laughs> king of it, king of it, king of FOMO. I'm the king of FOMO. And it's something that I have really tried to decode why mm-hmm. I feel FOMO. And I think it's possibly because growing up, I can say this over and over again, I didn't necessarily have close-knit friends in the second that I found them. I wanted to just always be with them and make sure that that relationship yeah. is intact. I thought it would be fun if we would just talk about how maybe you deal with FOMO, how I've been I've been reading and, and listening to a lot of self-help about specifically FOMO because that's something that I've recently dealt with, um, recently dealing with. So yeah, let's let's get into FOMO yeah, today. Totally. Well, when was have you felt FOMO recently? Um I think I'm fearing the thought of there's a lot of things that are happening in my life and I feel like there's going to be some opportunities where I'm going to be missing out on certain things, certain events, certain friend events. And I think I've just been dealing with the thought of me missing out on a couple events in the future that are, you know, just in general life. And, you know, the one thing that I have been listening to with my self-help is, is, you know, in life, you kind of, kind of picture yourself as like a tree and you got to just be in the moment and plant yourself in wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Because, because it's so easy to be thinking about everything ahead. And, you know, if I'm not being invited to these events, you know, the relationship's going to get stronger or, you know, things of that sort, their, their bond is going to be a lot. Those events will always happen. And I think, in the, I think my whole thing that I've been trying to remind myself is just be in the present because you really can't predict the future. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, you take when you're always thinking about what's if you're in a situation where your friends all, are all hanging out and you're not there. Take advantage of the moment that you're in right now and, and you know, ground yourself in where you are because you could be missing out on the beauties and the connections and the memories that you're having in the moment. Absolutely. No, for sure. I mean, it is one of those things that it's like grounding yourself and being present is super important. You know, I think it's easy to sometimes be like the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. So it's like, you know, you could be hanging out with friends and then your other group of friends are are doing something else. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I'm missing out on that. But the thing is, is like, I really do believe that like everything happens for a reason and you get placed in certain places in your life because that's where you're supposed to go. Um, for me personally, I I don't really get FOMO. Um, if anything, I get like phobia, fear of being included because then I hate having to say no, <laughs> you know, like I like to, I do value and cherish the times that I get to hang out with like friends and be invited to things. I think it's really flattering, but a lot of times as well, like I'm really bad with time management. So it's really hard for me to like set a time, like set times aside for like friends and set time aside for myself and work. Um, so when I do get invited to things and especially if it's like a weekend situation and I'm getting invited to a lot of things, I get really overwhelmed. And I think that's just probably like anxiety and all the other things. Um, so I don't really get fun with that often, but I can imagine how it's like really damaging to the idea of yourself because then you start to think like, oh, well, why wasn't I invited? Like, do they not like me? Am I not like, you know, as close to them as I thought that I was? You know, those kind of questions start to get like kind of ingrained into your head. And 
it's funny that I mentioned the four agreements earlier because the other um, agreement in that book, aside from being impeccable with your word, is to not take anything personally. And so I think that that's something really important when you're thinking about the idea of FOMO, right? It's like, unless people are kind of being a dick and just like outwardly excluding you, then you really can't take it personal. You know, sometimes there are people that I'll invite to certain things for certain reasons. You know, I have certain friend groups where I know that they can um, kind of vibe out with other people. Like you are an amazing example of someone that I could bring anywhere and know that like if I need to go talk to someone else or if I, you know, step away or whatever, or if there's a bunch of people, you can like really hold your own and make conversation and, and you know, just kind of like vibe out in in a social setting like that because you're you're pretty extroverted whereas like i maybe wouldn't bring a lot of my introverted friends to certain things because i don't want to put them in like a a situation where they feel uncomfortable especially if i do if it's for work and i have to like you know go off and do my own thing for a little bit so in those moments like it really isn't personal i'm trying to do my best to make sure that i'm you know providing like a good time for whoever I'm bringing but I can't imagine being on the other side of like well she just went to this thing and she brought this person why didn't I get invited you know those questions I feel like can get a little a little like inward and and start to make a problem where there doesn't need to be I think it's so easy especially you know in our age age range and in you know the situations that we live in being in LA having a lot of different friend groups to make things like so much more of a bigger deal and like they become so existential right it's like what am i doing here who are my real friends does anyone even care about me you know those things start to it's It's so so easy easy. it's so easy easy to to do that anywhere like it's you know those things are super common in just like the coming of age of you know being an adult and knowing what works for you what doesn't but yeah, that book has like truly changed my life. And I reference to it even this many years like later, not having read it. But it is funny because, you know, there have been moments like I think I personally deal with FOMO when it comes to relationships more than it does like friends, mm. because usually like with friends, you know, I hold my friends to like a very high standard. But I also try to try to think that like I know that they have like the the best like of like they're looking out for the best for me right but sometimes when you have emotional baggage of having dated really really toxic people they you know you start to be like do do you even care about me and there have been plenty of times in in my relationship now and relationships like in the past where you know they'll like go do something and they won't invite me and i'm like what the fuck Yeah. Yeah. It it is hard because when you put like, you know, your self-worth and your value and your happiness on other people, you're constantly going to get let down. You know, you're you're constantly going to get disappointed because I've had situations where, you know, I've felt like I've put my friends in a certain light or my friends have put me in a certain light. And you're just constantly, you know, going to be meeting failure at that point if you have such a high expectation um for someone to bring you happiness and make you feel loved and make you feel like you're you know worth everything like yeah it is nice to have those um conversations and those those relationships where you do feel lifted up i think that's an important thing I, i always try to make sure that my friends know that i think the best of them and i think that they're fucking amazing and that they deserve the world 
But at the same time, like, you know, someone can tell you like, hey, I think you're really beautiful and I think you're fucking awesome and you're so interesting and so intelligent. And if you don't believe those things about yourself, you'll just shrug it off and say, oh, well, you know, you don't really know me, I guess. So but thank you. But thank you. You know, and so I feel like there really is like a like a a line of being able to like, you know, expect that sort of like love and that sort of um reassurance from friends but dependency is something that i've i've struggled with a lot it's honestly what why a lot of my relationships have ended in the past is because i put so much of my happiness on them and so you know in the situations where for me fomo was kind of manifesting they were wanting to you know go take a trip with their friends and you know even if it wasn't like a guide trip even if it was just like their friend group from whatever and i wasn't invited i would always be like so sad you know and and granted, this is coming back to when I was like maybe 17, 18. Um, a lot has changed. I've been able to, you know, through therapy and just through like self-reflection, work on those things. But it was really difficult for me because whenever, you know, those things would happen, I would be so sad. And I and I it, it's it's one of those things that looking back at it, I wish I could just like shake myself and say, like, this is not because of you. You know, just because they want to go hang out with their other their other friends doesn't mean that they don't want you. You know, they don't like you. It's just that's the vibe for them, I guess. And it, it is kind of like a weird thing because I've always been the type of person to like spend all my time with someone. You know, I, I like when I have like a best friend, like, you know, I mean, there have oh, been so yeah. many moments where you and I do everything, everything together. Everything together. It's and like, then, a, yeah. Yeah. We're like attached at the hip. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. And I love that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it is important to have like, I guess, boundaries in friendships and like make sure that, you know, you're not putting all like your expectation on someone else to make you happy. It's, it's a lot to unpack. I've it's this day by day thing for me. It's something that I still need to remind myself that like they're not necessarily mad at me and it's just probably just not the vibe for them if, if they decided not to invite me. It's nothing personal. Yeah. And I think honestly, it's a it's always great to just be as like communicative as possible with your friends you know there have been times where you know i wasn't invited to a friend's birthday or something and 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 i reached out to that person and i found out from reaching out in that message that they were very angry with me oh my goodness <laughs> like, yeah so yeah there was like a situation with like a, a friend of mine and this was also very many years ago, but um, we had gotten in a fight and we kind of patched things up. But at that point, I feel like maybe there was a lot of things left unsaid. And so they had a birthday and I didn't get invited. You got invited. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know exactly me. which birthday and, was. <laughs> And I didn't. And so I just reached out. I texted them and I said, hey, you know, I saw that you had something for your birthday today. I, I'm kind of confused as to why I wasn't invited. You know, I would have loved to have been there to celebrate you. And, and I got paragraphs of, you know, the fact just that the, I the, read the, the motive behind it. Yeah, I did yeah. not read the room. Clearly, yeah. there was a lot more left unsaid than I had anticipated. And, you know, then 
I think when you have those conversations, it allows you to sit back and think, okay, well, clearly there's a lot more here that we need to unpack. Um, But if you don't say anything, then, you know, then you're missing an opportunity. I feel like I cannot stress enough the importance of having conversations and being open and honest and sure it kind of can sometimes sound a little embarrassing to be like hey why wasn't i invited to this you know i see all my friends are there exactly so that's i didn't i didn't realize that you you did that's that's dope that you were just like i'm just gonna ask because if clearly all my friends are there like what's going on well when i saw you there omid i thought to myself (laughs) okay there is something something wrong wrong. there's something wrong because not that like you know you shouldn't have been invited but you guys weren't that close and so i just thought to myself if omid's there and i'm not what the fuck did i do were you mad at me that i was there no, 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 not at all. No, I'm just curious. Like, as like, if you were invited to something that you could, hey, you introduced me to that person. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was there. You weren't there. Is that yeah. something to be upset over? Because I would probably be kind of upset. That's oh, the difference really? between yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? I literally introduced him to this person, and oh, no, I don't. Are you not that type? Because I'm. I've introduced many people to each other, and so you. The, you get upset, but okay. Yeah. I feel like we need to unpack that because I think I think we gotta unpack that. We gotta unpack that. Yeah. So okay, okay. To. So in the situation, say where you and I, uh, you introduce me to your friend. Let's okay. what's a what's a very generic name? Jessica. Jessica. Okay. Jessica. You introduce me to said Jessica, okay. right? And Jessica ends up doing a uh, fucking dinner, okay. right? And um, she invites me. She doesn't invite you. I go. Would you be upset with me going? So, oh my! I'd be like, "What do you? What do you? Wait, why wasn't I invited?" So you would get upset at me, or would you get I upset at get Jessica? Ups- I would kind of get upset at you. Just be like, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Let's be real here. It's good I for would- me to know because if I ever get invited to <laughs> Jessica's dinner, I'm gonna say, "Can I bring my plus one?" Yes, yes, because I would ex- only expect for me to be your plus one if if I was like the one that introduced you and the, the our relationships. I was really, why wasn't I invited? For sure. I would be, and yeah, for yeah. you, hypothetically, I would be like, I would want my friend Omid, who, you know, f- formed this relationship with you to be there too. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that I, I, I can kind of see that for sure. I definitely can see it. Um, I think my brain doesn't really work the same way. Um, I've introduced a lot of my friends to each other. You know, there have been situations where I've brought a lot of people into friend groups and then I get exiled from the friend group and then they all stay in the same friend group. And I'm like, well, I guess fuck me. Right. (laughs) You know, Um, but at the same time, I, I think it's hard because say in the situation where we were talking about the real life thing that mm-hmm, happened where mm-hmm. I you went to my friend's um, birthday thing, yep. you know, I don't think that you and I talked about it. And obviously you didn't go with any ill intent of being no. like, oh, like we're not going to invite Stella. So I think that's like the other side of the coin to it, where sometimes it's just easy to like you know it slip your mind and not think like oh well you know i'm gonna this go person to this might person. feel this way because yeah. i went yeah, yeah for sure 
And I mean, I think that we should all strive to be as um, emotionally aware of like the choices that we make and how they will make other people feel. Um, But no, I I would I don't really get upset at um, I would never get upset at you for that Um, unless you were maybe going to something I don't know. I think it's it's not so black and white where I can think like in a in a very broad term. Um, but at the same time, I think that a lot of my confusion would just be led towards the host. Why wasn't I invited? Yeah. Yes. 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 And, Which you in know, your case, you reached out. So yeah. I, I'll just do the same thing, too, if I'm in that situation. <laughs> I think when you when you um, open the conversation of you know, those things with, you know, you didn't invite me and it made me feel this way. It's kind of easier that way because sometimes when you come in and you're like, hey, you know, you had a birthday thing and I wasn't invited. Like, what the fuck is up? You know, obviously, like that's kind of setting yourself up for failure. But I think when you lead the conversation of like, hey, you know, I saw that you had a birthday thing and I was a little confused as to why I was not invited. It kind of hurt my feelings. Could we talk about this? Then, you know, I think it, it opens up the space to have like a you know, a healthy relationship and a healthy conversation. Um, I think a lot of it always just comes down to miscommunication, honestly. So speaking of communication, you know, I have friendships where I know that they're not the best communicators. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, I was looking at some horoscope traits of, of one of my friendships that I have. And it's like, you know, the communication isn't necessarily going to always be there from one side of the party. So you have to be kind of be the person that reaches that mm-hmm. and, and, and gets that to them. Because for this relationship that I'm talking about, if neither of us text or if I don't text, there's going to be literally no communication. So it's usually I'm the one that is the one that's, you know, putting forth that communication. Have you ever f- dealt with a friendship that you've had to kind of put in that extra work or you feel like they've been the party to to kind of balance out the friendship? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think usually I'm kind of the person that is lacking in reaching out. Mm, um, okay. It's a conversation that I have with a lot of my friends and um, I've had certain situations where I had had like to tell my friends, you know, I, I, would, I would appreciate it if you kind of checked in on me a little bit more, if you kind of like called me every now and then just so you so I know you care, you know, yes, because um, yes. I feel like we all want to feel a little bit wanted and a little bit loved and, and yeah. nothing makes us happier when our friends just call us and you know, they want to just see how we're doing. I think that that's a really nice feeling. And so it is hard when you do have those friendships where maybe one person has to put in a little bit more work. Um, And I kind of, you know, in certain situations like that, I've, I've been the person that has reached out and said, you know, Hey, I feel like maybe we could work on this relationship a little bit more and maybe we could spend more time together and stuff like that and not seen anything from it. And then it's, you know, that's kind of unfortunate because you kind of get your answer. Um, But it's so hard because everyone just communicates in such different ways, you know. And so maybe don't even communicate. Some people don't even communicate. But if you know, (laughs) if you know that about them, I think you just have to take it upon yourself to be that energy. Because if they just are genuinely like that with everyone. Yeah. Then if you already know that, then just 
put in the work, I guess. Not even put in the work, but just be that for that friendship because I'm sure that they'll give you other things in the friendship that you need. Absolutely. Um, so as far as communication, I think for me, what I've been doing with this specific relationship is just putting in that communication and putting in that that energy into it because I know that it that's just not the person sometimes. That's just not the friend. Yeah, and it is hard when you have these expectations of what you want your friends to look like, you know, in the sense of I want my friends to reach out to me, you know, however much and I want them to call me or whatever your expectations of how your friendships look like, you know, it does it does get a little bit difficult when you are dealing with certain individuals that just don't meet that criteria. And it doesn't mean that you guys can't be super close um, and can't coexist and thrive. But you know, it is the conversation of just um, realizing what someone's willing to give and, you know, not even just willing, but able. Um, And, you know, just not taking, like I said early, like earlier, not taking it personally. Um, But it is hard, you know. I feel like I've been on the receiving end of those conversations a lot where, you know, it makes me feel really bad when someone reaches out and they say, you know, I feel like you're not putting in enough work in this friendship. I feel like you're not doing this this and that because I don't think anybody ever wants to, you know, make people feel like they're, you know, not loved and not being cared for properly. And so that's the thing that's so hard. I think it just it for me personally, it's so easy for me to get caught up in my own shit that sometimes and it's not justifiable at all but sometimes my friendships do suffer as does my relationship with myself though you know if 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 one aspect is suffering usually a bunch of other aspects in my life are suffering you know and like i said earlier as well like my time management is so bad so picking up the phone and reaching out to my friends sometimes is like very difficult but I think that it's just so important to, you know, come to those people and have those conversations, even if the, it is awkward, even, you know, the, the conversation of, hey, was why wasn't I invited? You know, these are very telling things. And I think once you get out of your own way and you start just like being as honest as possible, it it sometimes like, you know, it can be uncomfortable, it can be awkward. But I think for the for the long haul, it does more um it does more good than it does harm. <laughs> harm is more good than harm. I, I feel like I feel like there are sayings that people say that, and we just I can't just, get. We just don't get it. We just don't nail it. We I just think don't nail. It. Yeah, it might be a generational thing. Where when I was growing up, you know, you hear people say certain sayings like. Yes. I can't even think of one off the top of my head, <laughs> but like there are certain sayings, and then I try to I try to mimic them and. It just ends up being so bad. <laughs> we're just not gonna. We're just gonna create our own sayings. Live, I, laugh, love. Live, laugh, live, love. laugh, love. Um, but yeah. So in terms of you personally, has anyone ever reached out to you and been like, "Hey, you know, you haven't invited yes. me to this, this, and that." That, but I've actually been on the other end of it, and it's the fact that they felt like I haven't been putting any effort in reaching out and yeah. you know checking in that's usually because there's an underlying issue within my own head as to why I haven't really reached out to them. But there are some times where I just don't, I feel like I've always been that person to to communicate and to get people together. And I just want to be 
not that person sometimes. So it's like, I'll be stubborn. I'll be stubborn. <laughs> and I just will not reach out either because I just, I'm like, if you don't want to do that, I don't really feel like doing it really either right now. So I usually end up being the person that does text, but yeah, I've been in that where people have called me out and be like, you haven't necessarily reached out to me in a long time. And I feel mm-hmm. like you've been talking to everyone else besides me. And in that moment, that's when I will be honest with them if there is an underlying thing. So yeah. I think just calling your friends out, it's kind of yeah. good. You have I mean, to call your friends out. Absolutely. I would hope my friends call me out. Yeah. I would hope that everyone calls me out. You know, I think as long as if it comes from a place of love and, yeah. you know, genuine care, then you can only take that and be like, okay, cool. This is, this is your truth. I guess maybe I need to self-reflect and decide if that's my truth too, or if I could, you know, do a little bit of fixing up here and a little yeah. fixing up there. Um, have you ever gotten like a blowout fight with someone over like FOMO? Nope. <laughs> like, have you oh, ever? I've definitely. Oh my goodness. I mean, I've definitely friendships have been ruined because, because I've of been, FOMO. Yeah, I just no. I will be. I am so when I have really bad FOMO, which just prefacing this, I am working on it and it's getting better. It's but a part of the I have been so. I get so emo sometimes. Like, and like if I know that some of my friends are hanging out. I will delete Instagram just to not see what's happening. No, that's just what goes through my head. And I'm sure someone can relate to, but like, you know, that's just my thought process. But now my goal is to just plant myself because whatever they're going to like, you're going to wake up tomorrow and it's a new day and whatever. Like, it's just, it's just, what are you even worried? What am I even worried about if someone's off doing, you know, something else while I'm not there? So yeah, I've, I've definitely gotten in a lot of fights where I've like posted some like petty shit on like my stories of like a depressing song. Like I'm emo and something like that. But it's just like, why am I even emo when my friends are just getting dinner with each other? You know? Well, I mean, the thing is, is I try not to, um, not to like beat myself up for yes. the way that I'm feeling. That's true. So, That's true. you know, I think if you're Be nice feeling, to yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So if you're yeah. feeling, you know, my friends are all at dinner and I didn't get invited. Like, I think it's, it's, it's better to, you know, sit with that and think, okay, this is how I'm feeling. You know, what am I going to do with this, with these feelings and allow yourself to kind of like go through the motions. Um, so I don't think that it's wrong to, you know, get a little emo. I think not letting it um, <clears throat> affect you for longer than it needs to is, is probably the best bet. But like, I think it's super important to feel all the emotions because if you just bottle it up or like push it down, then you're going to fucking explode on me, you know? And now and so, I'm going to explode. It's game. <laughs> but it's good because you're right. You have to let out those emotions to be yeah. able to decode why you're feeling those things. And yeah. then just be like, all right, I already felt that last time yeah. I woke up everything was fine. Still friends with those people to this day. Totally. So you just have to go through those emotions for sure to be able to then realize, all right, I already went through that. It's not, not a big deal, you know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm, so my goal in this next chapter of my life of dealing with FOMO is to really plant myself in everywhere that I am. Yeah. Because if you're not, anywhere else besides where you are why are you worrying about it so true like so true i'm here right now 
I'm nowhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy that moment and just enjoy where you are and just take it in. So that's just my my th way of dealing with FOMO from now on. I love that. FOMO, it's a real thing. It's I think a real everyone thing. deals with it. Everyone can deal with it mm -hmm. and everyone goes through it. You're a tree <laughs> and we love you. We love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of That's Crazy. Make sure to follow us on all socials, That's Crazy Chats. And DM us. How are you feeling? Yes. What do you want us to talk about? Mm -hmm. We're here for you. And we're getting some guests involved in this ish very, very soon. Mm -hmm. So People just wait involved. for that. People are getting involved in the conversation. So yeah. just let us know what you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and thanks for calling me out on the fact that I say the word like a lot. I'm trying to get better. Because <laughs> we're going to be better communicators from now on. Yeah, exactly. That's all we can hope to be, honestly. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Love you guys. Enjoy Love your you. day. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.